I got to get past the the homeless person asking for change look. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> yeah. the unkempt, the wiry craziness. Right. And then, but I still, you know, I still can't grow in between here. But if I keep the the stash shaved up and I, this is all I can do, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not bad. It's got a shape to it, you know. Yeah, it's got a it's got a symmetry. Yeah. You know, at, at least I. It's at least at least it's not like I did try to do once without the stash. But as you can see, that might turn into like a Wolverine looking thing. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I'm not partial to the no mustache beard situation. Yeah. I I always prefer the stash with it. I'll know when I've made it. When I can make an avatar that has my facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Every avatar has those stock stock choices. And I'm never, it's never quite... Like I need a patchy yet full in some spots yeah. with a goatee, but yeah, with a with a stash. And nobody, it's all the it's it's all over the place on my face, and they can't figure it out. So, so I saw a guy on our cruise that we just got back on. I saw him twice. It was you know, like you been on a cruise? Never, a cruise? never been on a cruise. Okay, maybe maybe this happens elsewhere. But have you ever been at an event with lots of people, thousands of people? I don't, you know, some sort of event. And it's like those one or two people that you just see over and over again. It's kind of like the county fair or whatever. Yeah, it's like there's thousands of people here. How do I keep seeing you everywhere I go? Yeah. That was this guy, okay? But he was probably 60s, and he had this beard. And when I'm 60, I hope I can have my beard look like his. And then it was a lot of gray, right? But still Mm -hmm. some color in there. because. But he was definitely on the late, the latter side of graying, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But the shape was amazing. So it came down. It was probably as tight as mine is on the side. But then, like, it came down and it kind of, like, squared off. And then oh, yeah. came straight down. It was top nice. notch. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just using my imagination and I approve. Yeah, it was top notch. The only difference is, is he could still grow hair, too. So he had the slicked over hair. And mm. I mean, 60-year-old, he was looking he was looking Come on, good. man. Save some for the rest of us. <laughs> right? I want to talk about plumpkins. And, uh, so you spelled it with a P. That's cute, because it's a B. Blumpkin, yeah. Like Blumpkin. a, you know, bull. I don't know where the umpkin comes from. <laughs> I feel like we need a referee here. We need to, we need to go to the booth. Does he pay to get his balls trimmed? There ain't nobody texting emojis about making eggplant parmesan. It's there because they want it to be a, a big old swan. How was the cruise overall? Was it a good experience? It was awesome. Yeah. How did I look tan? Yeah, yeah. You're light you're light hiding some of it. But yeah, yeah, you look do you you look a little more pinkish though. Okay. Then it's <laughs> I think it's the light. I oh sure. Light. sure. I tan pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my uh so all my kids, except for my oldest Liam, um, they all tan really well. My daughter and my youngest son, they go from white to brown. Like mm. My son's got a tan line already on his waist that is super dark. Um, but my nieces and nephews who we went with, like, they bought, like, a gallon of sunscreen before they went. Like, they don't <laughs> tan. They just burn. Yeah. Uh, but it was super sunny the whole time. It was awesome. My wife and I cruise a lot. I won't say a lot, but we've cruised. This was our fifth cruise. Fifth yeah. cruise in 15 years of marriage. So, yeah. decent amount, you know. Um, but first time with the kids. And... I would say 
having the cousins with was helpful. I don't know that my three kids could have kept themselves entertained amongst the three of them for as long as they did with cousins, right? Everything's more fun when you got your cousins with you. Right. So they were always doing stuff, but your brother and sister isn't so fun all the time. So I feel like they would have gotten a little more, more fighting happening. Yeah. Um, but they enjoyed it. They said they liked it and they want to go back on another one. So that's good. Did you get enough adult time? Was, is it, do you trust them enough to be like, okay, you kids will see in a couple hours kind of thing? Yeah. So we got adult time, but it was mostly at night. Right. So we put the kids to bed. Um, and we did, so on every cruise, there's like, there's always like the main show. There's shows happening throughout everywhere, right? Like music and yeah. different things happening throughout the boat. But there's like the main theater um, and there's the main dining hall where you get your fancy dinner at night. And then there's the main show that they put on. And when you book your cruise, you select either early show and late dinner or late show and early dinner, which you know, early dinner is like 6.45, late dinner is 8.30. Hmm. We chose to do the late dinner and early show because we felt like with the kids, we wanted them to be awake. And we thought, man, if we eat at 6.45, we're done eating at 7.45. That's getting close to their normal bedtime as it is. Yeah. And they're full and we drop them into a seat at a theater, they're going to be out you know yeah, yeah. So we made them wait for dinner and that worked well but then it was like you could see them we would start dinner and everyone was happy and as they ate and the night went on <laughs> they just got lower and lower <laughs> they were just like passing out so we would eat put them to bed at like 9 30 and then my wife and i and my sister and her husband we would go find you know one of the spots where there was a piano player or you know adult karaoke or whatever was happening that night and just kind of hang out for a bit an that's hour cool. or two yeah yeah that sounds like my kind of thing yeah. i like that that everything is like you know pretty much all secluded yeah. you know everything is is all together which is good i'm um, a big was this big a disney cruise? cruise this was not this was royal caribbean hmm. okay. so i've not done disney i've done carnival i've done norwegian and i've done royal caribbean i have not done disney my wife did a disney cruise as a kid but we looked it up and it's like I can go on two and a half Royal Caribbean cruises for the one Disney cruise. Yeah. Are those, those are still other than the Disney cruises. Are those still like really, really cheap? People are still um, not going as much, as much as they did before COVID. I think they're, I think people are going our boat, our boat we found out was sold out. So Hmm. we were on the freedom of the seas, Royal Caribbean. It was the largest cruise boat in the world in 2012. So 12 years ago, but to give you a sense, so it's not small by any means, like 4,500 guests on it, plus another like 1,500 crew. Um, So, and it was sold out, which I don't know I've been on a boat that's been sold out before. Um, But yes, still relatively cheap, the cruise part. Like the actual cruise part breaks down to like, we were on four nights, five days, which really ends up being like, four days, four nights, because your first and last day are like half days, right? You don't get on until two and you got to be off at 7 a.m. on your last day. Um, And it was under like under 300 bucks a person. Nice. For four nights with all your food. I mean, it's hard to. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
What's uh what's the worst? So you've gone on a lot of cruises. What's the worst experience you've ever had? Man, I don't know that I've had a bad experience. My first ever cruise as a kid was a carnival cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that it was bad because it was carnival or if it was bad because it was just, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And there just wasn't much for kids at that time. Yeah. Right. But it was just, it was kind of just as a kid, it was boring. You know, I would, I would imagine if the pools mentioned... were filled with salt water, oh, you know, wow. so it's like you couldn't even get, wasn't yeah. even fun to swim because your eyes were burning. And if you drank the water by accident, you were salty. <laughs> So, I would I would imagine you mentioned seeing the same people or same person a couple times. If that person was obnoxious or like acknowledged that you saw him many times and wanted to talk to you each time, I think that would get a little bit annoying. Yeah. Like yeah, or, somebody, or, annoying. or if somebody's like constantly always too drunk or whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, okay. My I, that gives me an idea. My worst experience on a cruise, and it wasn't even bad, but if, if I had to pick something. My wife and I went on a cruise maybe five years ago, just the two of us. And because of that, we got seated at a table for dinner with like four other couples, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a, or three other couples, eight person table. So the, you know, four couples we had to sit with didn't know at all. And that's not my, that's not my speed. I do not care to meet new people or have a conversation with you especially people like that where i will literally never see you again right like i'm not looking to make a friendship with you we're not gonna you know keep in touch after this (laughs) we're not gonna be buddies just because we went on a cruise together right yeah and the only time i saw him was at dinner we didn't hang out anywhere else you know it was just like (laughs) so but this time we had enough people you know we had 11 of us that traveled together between my sister and her husband, the kids that we got our own one big table that we had to sit with. That's good. Well, we had, uh, we had just gone yesterday. We went to, um, we went to see Blippi's wonderful world tour. Do you know who Blippi is? I don't. Okay. So, cause your kids are too old now. My kids are too old. Yep. But he's a YouTube phenom and, uh, he's like a cross between, uh, Mr. Rogers and Pee Wee Herman. So and, he's uh, old. So he's not like the kid YouTube kid. Like, no, remember that kid that opens up the yeah. He did like unboxing. Now he's got everything. Yeah, we don't we don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I've not seen any of those videos, but that's amazing. Like, good for him. Like, I, I but I couldn't watch anything like that, and I don't want to yeah. encourage my kids to watch that. <laughs> um, but this guy is basically our age, and he dresses up in a blue shirt, orange suspenders, crazy hat, and he started out by playing with some toys and going to like different parks and stuff, but he's gotten so big that he has his own show on Amazon. Now Um, he's got his own stage show. He has one lookalike that does the majority of his videos now because he's gotten so big. He's toys are in target. And, uh, and so we thought, okay, well, we know he doesn't do the, the, the live show. We know he's got a lookalike. Maybe it's probably his lookalike that does it. No, there's a third Blippy <laughs> that they hired for the stage show. And my son is almost four years old. He's he's with it. Okay. Yeah. So he he understood he's a pretty sharp kid. And we thought if if I would have known that there was a third Blippy, we wouldn't have booked the meet and greet. Okay. Because um 
and knowing now <laughs> close we got too close we, we so dots. <laughs> we waited and we we screwed up after the show we were supposed to do the meet and greet we didn't know where to go we didn't look at the i don't know if we had the, the right tickets or whatever we had the right tickets we just didn't look yeah. we were in a long line for the meet and greet myself my wife my f- almost four-year-old and my one-year-old who had did great the whole time but so my oldest was getting excited it's like oh my god i'm gonna meet blippy he's like this is so cool what am i gonna say and uh we're like okay go up say your name you can spell it if you want to because this guy always spells his own name uh on his shows or whatever and we get up there (laughs) it was actually really cute my son the the guy goes what's your name and he goes blippy and he's like oops he actually said the guy's name instead of his own name yeah and then he said his name and then we sat down and you can't even like get close to him but they took a picture and my son didn't even want to smile he was like sad we're like what the heck we waited all this time you need to at least smile this is like your hero right here (laughs) and we finally get him to smile and we get down and he's really mopey and sad and just like we're like what the heck that was supposed to be awesome what's the matter he goes he goes, Blippy didn't sound like Blippy normally sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and and quite honestly, he didn't really look like it either. But yeah, with all the hat and bright lights or whatever and all the distractions, he didn't notice. So we had to kind of like be like, well, you know, he's saying all night or all day. Maybe his voice, you know, dad's voice is different because he's sick. Maybe Blippy's sick. We did all, yeah. you know, all this stuff. Um, and now all of a sudden he doesn't want his fourth birthday to be decorated by blippy stuff he wants Ooh, another themed thing been a little burned so he's pretty pissed he's smelling like beef and cheese he's like he's yeah throw lies pretty much just took his program and he's just we're done <laughs> you know he had a little breakup uh so but you know they say never meet your heroes never meet your heroes yeah like I said, had I known it was going to be a completely different blippy, I wouldn't have. Did you know it was different, or did you not put it together until your son did? It was very clear as soon as he popped up on stage that that was a different blippy. Okay, because he was short. Like the second guy that they have doing videos is a completely different ethnicity, but yeah. he sounds like him. His mannerisms are just like him. You know, it's a good, it's a good version of blippy. This guy was shorter. He was a, a little white dude. And which Blippi is a white guy, but he just like his, this little compact little guy. And then he's got people on stage that are towering over him. And you're like, mm. <laughs> just the height alone. That was not doesn't Blippi. seem right. No, but we, we overall, took our kids to uh, go ahead. I was just going to say overall, it was a success, even though there's a little bit of drama at the end. Drama. We took our kids to kids bop concert last summer. Yeah. They like to sing and all that stuff. And I, I spent the half of the time figuring out, you know, if the kids on those that in that stage was real or not, you know, as actual part of the thing. If they just, because I had, I had a suspicion that they just they record bring it. local kids, right? They just hire four kids locally yeah. to learn the choreography and they lip sync the whole thing, right, mm-hmm. to the actual real songs. Um, but they didn't. Apparently, all my kids are like, no, those are so and so from Kids Bop that we see on the YouTube videos. Yeah, they obviously don't all tour. They just was four of them, right? Um, and my wife felt like they were actually singing too. They weren't just lip syncing, which that surprised me because I mean, there's a lot of movement going on. Yeah, I would think kids would have a hard time, you know, keeping their breath and doing all that. But, yeah, small lungs. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. <clears throat> I don't know what kind of a I don't know what kind of concerts are in our future with with the kids, but. That one was that one was a little bit <laughs> disappointing at the end. So I don't know if we do that again. 
But yeah. I uh, I went to a concert uh, two weeks ago. So this oh, is yeah. a cool story. Um, do you know the band Skillet? Yes. Yes. Okay. I went to Skillet concert two okay. weeks ago. They were in Milwaukee at the Rave, uh, which is a very historic spot in Milwaukee. Lots of people have played there when they come to town, but it's small. It only houses like 3,000 people, and it's standing room. It's the Rave, uh, some Eagles ballroom at the Rave, they call it. And then it's, this thing was built in the 20s, and they got pictures on the wall, black and white, of like people in tuxedos doing like ballroom dancing in there. And it's slowly become just this like rundown dark ballroom where rock shows happen and punk yeah. shows happen and it's got this cool stage and they kept all the lights but it's a cool spot so a friend of mine uh invited me to the skillet concert he's like hey i got tickets to the skillet concert do you want to go with me he goes are you a fan of skillet i'm like i'm not not a fan of skillet yeah but i couldn't name one of their songs that's why i hesitated i've heard of them but i don't know any other music so I, my wife knew them. Um, I knew, I knew them. I knew their name. I knew them better when I was in high school and they're like a rock band, um, yeah. but they've become like heavy, heavy, like way heavier. They're not screaming, but it is hard, heavy metal rock that they play. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to their songs before I go and I was like, okay, I can, I can get into this. This is all right. I don't, I don't mind it. So my buddy though is in the music industry. And I found out I so much that night. Um, I'll give snippets. So he is a muse, a mixer. So essentially when a band records all their vocals, the instruments, tracks, the secondary, you know, backup vocalists, right. Yeah. They send all those individual tracks to him and then he puts them together and mixes them so Makes that you end with a, yeah. a good song, right. Where all the levels are good and it sounds good together. That's what he does. Right. Yeah. Found out that he does Skillet's music. No. Oh. And knows Skillet well because we show up to this concert and he's like, all right, let's go get our tickets. And when we come around and we go to the booth, we're like, hey, we got tickets. He gives them his ID. They're like, well, we don't have your tickets. He's like, well, you should. They told me that they were holding them. And they're like, well, who did? And he's like, well, the band, Skillet. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, you're on their guest list. Mm-hmm. apparently it's oh. different okay? oh yeah yeah so no we go to a deal. different window we get our tickets there and you get this badge that we put on our shirt and it's just a sticker right and he asked the ladies like what where does this get us like what can we do with this and she's pretty much like whatever you want <laughs> like the like, nice. night is yours <laughs> like, nice. oh, okay so we put this on he texts a couple of people, makes a couple of phone calls, and he's like, all right, my, my buddy's going to come get us. I'm like, okay. So this guy comes. I meet him. His name's Chris. I say, hey, Chris, how's it going? Cool. He goes, you guys, he's like, you guys want to go downstairs for a bit until the show starts? We're like, sure. You know, I don't, I'm just following along, right? I know nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just third behind, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Let's do it. You know, I'm here for a good time. We go downstairs. We start weaving through these hallways. We go behind curtains. And next thing you know, I am in front of the door that says skillet dressing room. We open the door, we walk in, and my friend is being greeted by name by the lead singer of Skillet, his wife, all the instruments, they're hugging. I'm like, 
you're a big deal and you never <laughs> told me this what was he trying to do like he was he was just surprising you with his yeah. status i think he i think it's one of those things where it's like you know the people that have money don't talk about having money yeah right like to him it's normal he just knows all these people from being in the industry so and i found out more about uh his past so he's got into the business from being in music and he was signed his band was signed with columbia records and uh when they were touring there was two different bands that opened for him when he was touring the first band little band known as panic at the disco wow opened for him the other band that opened for him was fallout boy I'm like, dude. And, they, and course, he didn't go anywhere? What was they, of course, was blew up. He's like, it was, he was like, we, like, we literally watched both those bands blow up before our eyes. And he was like, Fallout Boy, towards the end, they would actually alternate, you know, who the headliner was based off of where they were and who had the bigger audience, you know, based yeah. off of how would they figure that out. Um, but yeah, so now he's, now he's on the producing side, which is cool. But I'm like, That's hey, crazy. man. I can't say that I'm a huge music, you know, expert or anything, but I will be a fun date. Take me to concerts, man. <laughs> What's funny is because you're in that position where you can go meet the band and not know who they are. So, like, you can be cool. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not fangirling over anybody. Right. So, you're like, hi, what do you do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I shook all their hands. I met them. I, you know, introduced myself. They introduced themselves. And, I was just like, yeah, just hung out. I'm like, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool experience for sure. Yeah. But yeah, good show. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah, we're old. I mean, he's yeah, he's older than I am. He's 40. You know, I'm 34, so we didn't stay the whole time. Like, Skillet didn't even start until 9.45 on a yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I'm like... Right. So we stayed for probably like an hour. Uh, we got through most of their set list, and then we ducked out early. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. Oh, hey, by by the way, while you were gone, there's a couple of things that I wanna that I wanna ask you about. Yeah. One is this whole Brett Favre suing <laughs> McAfee suing Pat McAfee thing. <laughs> and here's what I think you're gonna do. You're gonna go, ah, Brett Favre's not my guy. I've got nothing to do with him. <laughs> Because he's far gone, but you know, for fifteen, I don't know how long he was in the league, eighteen years, whatever. Yeah. He was, he was your guy. Oh yeah, because he, you're the Packers. He was, fan. he was the guy that when I he when I started watching football, he was the guy. What? Well, what? First of all, what side do you do you know much about it? What side do you fall on? And what's the deal? So I will. I don't know how much I know about it. I'll speak to what I do know about it. Make sure you um, say allegedly, or we're gonna be named allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I'll start with the latter half, the Seward McAfee. I think that's ridiculous a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. I mean, why he's cherry picking it. him. It's not even why he is, it's just it's freedom of speech. It's right. these were all things that were already reported in the media. Right. And other people said too. So I guess I that's I don't I'm confused by why he's not suing I, all the hosts at ESPN and suing it's because he doesn't have the big corporation behind him. Yeah. And it's because he's public and easy in an easy target. Right. Now, I feel like far doing that casts him in a bad light for sure. Very bad, yeah. 
not that he was in a great light to begin with, but as far as the events that occurred, I feel like it has been a snowball of people really not knowing what happened. So everybody's like, oh, he stole money. No. He didn't. It's impossible for him to steal money. No. He used his influence to try to get a volleyball stadium built, and somebody because listened it, to him. Because his daughter plays right. for Southern Miss. Right. So his daughter plays for Southern Miss. They wanted a new volleyball stadium built. He tried to flex his Brett Favre with well, the dean or whatever to you know be like, hey, build this. Maybe he even suggested use those funds that are over there to do it. Maybe he suggested that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at the end of the day, the only person that can move those funds is not Brett Favre. Right. Well, and then the other thing was the the alleged getting paid for speaking and commercial, like pay, paid events yeah. and commercials that were supposedly never done. Um, from like the school? Yeah, from the school. Okay, I didn't know any about that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a, like a few million. Yeah. Um so the big price tag that they associate with him like the 77 million or whatever I don't think he's as much at fault other than just trying to get somebody to to do the wrong thing. Right. He didn't do the wrong thing right. as you know on paper, I don't think. But I here's the think. thing is I don't know what I don't know what else there is to the story. They have his text messages that they've released a few of, you know, a few of them showing that he was trying to get was it the was it the mayor or I can't remember who it was, the public official that he was trying to get to release this money, who was also yeah. a, an alumnus of Ole Miss. Right. Maybe a governor. I don't know. But um, but also. I think he's naming these people in the lawsuit, not because of defamation, but maybe he's trying to get some money back for what he might have to pay in the future. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I don't know either. I, I to me it's like is it in poor taste? Probably, right? But mm. you know, advocating for something to be built at the university, I feel like it's no different than what boosters do, right? Like they and I would <laughs> also say like if you paid Brett Favre to not speak again. Brett Favre didn't write his own check. Right. If you sent him a check, you sent him a check. Like, but it's, en- it's enough for them to look into because yeah. there's there could potentially be more more to the story there. Right. I think my my biggest pet peeve is the fact that he's suing people for talking about yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like that just, that's a bad move because I think for most people, right, I think for most people, you were – for most people that actually – you know, critically thought about it, like you and I were going like, yeah, kind of scummy maybe, but I don't think he could have done anything illegally on his own. So right. really what's there to this, but why do you want to keep this in the spotlight? Yeah. Or, or like at the very people. least he could have gone on, you know, Pat McAfee would have been like, come on on the show, clear it up. Yeah. You know, but that's why I feel like, for me personally, and I'm not Brett Favre. Don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I would, if I did something wrong, then I'd probably be in his. Then I'd probably be similar to him, where I'd be very tight, you know, right. friend, 
throwing the blame. But if I didn't do anything wrong, I'd be shouting it from the mountaintop going yeah, on Pat McAfee, you know, maybe not on Pat McAfee. I go to ESPN or whatever and talk to somebody and be like, here's my side of the story. Like something's got to get my records got to be cleared here. Yeah. But maybe his lawyers are talking or speaking against that. I'm sure they are. Yeah. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem right. I think morally he probably did do something wrong. You know, legally, he probably did not. Right. But by doing this, it does definitely makes you question. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking or about it otherwise. We'd just be saying like, uh, you know, one more guy trying to use his influence to get, you know, yeah, one more elitist, right? Trying to, you know, use his position to get what he wants. No big story there, right? right? But now it's like, well, why are you suing people now? Because now it makes me go, hmm. Yeah, what what I do like is Pat <laughs> addressing it head head on. Oh yeah. He, he at first said, I'm not going to use a lawyer. Um, you know, cheers here. You know, we'll see you in yeah. court, buddy. But now obviously he's, there's so much to it that he's yeah, going to have to. Yeah. You got to hire a lawyer. Right. But I mean, it sounds like he's hiring like first amendment lawyers and okay. things like that. I mean, that's pretty much the angle I think you should take because he's, he's just, he's just reporting in, in it. Yeah. They elaborated how much they said the, the word allegedly yeah. in, in the whole time. So, right. I don't think Brett Favre has anything to stand on. I, think I don't think so either. And I don't think, I think Pat McAfee's biggest thing would probably be to say, like, I didn't say anything that ESPN didn't say no. or NFL Network didn't say or, you know, Washington right. Journal didn't say. Why isn't he suing them? Right. You know, and, and uh, although he is, so he's suing Shannon Sharp, who <clears throat> I don't know who, where he spoke or what platform he's on anymore. He okay. used to be with Skip Bayless. And maybe yeah. he still is. I think he's still less than I knew. I mean. Yeah. So, but he's not going after the, the, the company, you know, the, yeah. the station. He's going after just Shannon Sharp. Um, but what I do think is. Pat McAfee probably in the end is going to make out big with all the extra publicity. Yeah. It's just going to, I mean, if they just, if they just ride this to the end and talk about it the whole time, I mean, I, I, I love it when they talk about it. <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and uh, it's just going to put them in more in the public eye. And I think it's going to be a benefit to him. So yeah. ride it out, man. Ride it out. Ride the train. That's what he said. We're riding this train all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it just, you know, you're probably not surprised. I'm not a Brett Favre fan. Well, Brett, I mean, he beat you a lot. Yeah. And um, there, we, we established time. a few episodes ago that Favre doesn't like winners. So you mean thumbs doesn't? <laughs> yeah. thumb, thumb doesn't like winners. <laughs> yeah. And every time I see him on that stupid copper fit commercial, come on, bro. Are they still, I haven't, are they still around? I watch oh, some of the live TV. I don't know. Maybe in the last couple of years, he hasn't been, but, but the maybe that was what it was. He's like, ah, oh, my copper fit contract ran out. I need something to, to be in the public eye. I'm going to sue Pat McAfee, Shan Sharp. How about that? There we go. Let me back that up. I don't even know what this is. My friend oh. told me she discovered a life hack. Yeah, watch this. This is kind of this kind of blew my mind a little bit. Okay. I can yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's can we cool. talk about the ingenuity of these people? Yeah. Like Does what it are we gonna do better once it's on there? I would think so. 
It's already spread, basically. Oh, see, I, I could not just bite into that. No, I'm not. I'm saying you would go like one. I have to do a little evening out. <laughs> a little butter spaghetti. No, I think, yeah, a little bit. But I mean, you definitely, you know how you get cold butter. Right. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to breathe on this or I don't know what I'm going right. to do. Well, that would be, I mean, what are we going to do when this when this app gets banned and we can't, we, we can't find out about any of this stuff? Right. Oh, yeah. These are crazy. Guys, by the way, never try this. This is incredibly dangerous, even for a professional, but I'm going to show you guys exactly how this works. What is that? Okay, put my hand in. Now, they're, they're chill. <laughs> it was, in fact, not chill. <laughs> so, so, what were they? They're called Blue Dragons, I think. They're <laughs> like... not chill. <laughs> Let me look it up to, so I don't get this wrong, but they are extremely poisonous. Called Glaucus atlanticus. And oh, it's a species of small blue sea slug. And they float upside down by using the surface tension of the water to stay up, yada yada. But they can literally kill people. And this dude <laughs> stuck his hand trying to do some sort of like i don't know what he was trying to do or prove <laughs> so steve Irwin it he was trying to yeah it was like his 15 minutes of fame he's just like right. oh you know Definitely what you gotta do is be docile chill. <laughs> <laughs> not chill uh, that, that was pretty funny that was a good one most underrated green flag in men and you know i'm right if his basketball team football team hockey team whatever he likes is awful, loses every game, hasn't been to the playoffs in years, just sucks, and he is still a ride or die for this team. He is loyal, he is passionate. Even when <laughs> things get hard, he won't leave you. Like, what a green flag. Mic drop. You know I'm right. Flag. What a green flag. <laughs> Women view this as a sign of of strength and, and a good Resiliency. partner. yeah. I, I don't know what that means about you. The exact opposite, maybe. <laughs> it means I don't know. I don't know what it means about me either. But hey, I, I, I mean, I'm happy to give you that title of resilience. You got, <laughs> you got to have it. I mean, oh, that's all I wanted to hear. That's <laughs> all I wanted. Because up until this point, it's all been a like a. It's been a, a tone of foolishness. Of stupidity. I mean, being resilient does not make you not foolish. Like it does. You can be resilient by doing a stupid thing over and over again. Yeah, but also to lack resilience does not mean that you're smart either. No, it's true. Yeah. I'll give Have it to you. You are resilient. Take, yeah. And I would agree I agree with TikTok. I think I think if yeah. There's nothing worse in my head than bandwagoner sports fans. Oh, it's the worst. And we like know if, a couple of those. If you were if you were anywhere in the anywhere else in the country and a Green Bay Packer fan and had no ties to the team, yeah. Then that would be different. Yeah. But I the only thing worse I think than a bandwagoner is someone that follows someone who's like a player fan. Right, yeah. and they follow the player. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust that person. No, yeah. So I, do you qualify 
me like rooting for Stafford, but not like over my no, team. Because if you <clears throat> if Stafford if the Rams played Detroit, you're rooting for the Lions. One hundred percent. This person was only a Detroit fan because of Stafford, and then when Stafford left, they became a Rams fan. You know who has those fans? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He does. Yes. Yeah. I can't think of anybody like it is. It's an age too. Those fans are sub thirty years old. Yeah, and it's because they chose. They wanted to root for somebody who was winning. Right. And they had no team loyalty, which I can't trust that person. I went to school with a guy who was a Duke basketball fan, a Yankees baseball fan, a a Patriots football fan, and a Lakers basketball fan. That's so dumb. (laughs) And they were the most annoying person to talk to about So dumb. It's just like, you are just showing your ass. Yeah. what you're doing. It's like, you are an idiot and i can't respect you at all in sports worst sports fans are people that follow a player i think yeah i don't know so i guess my one exception is if you were a michael jordan fan you were a bulls fan i mean he was single single-handedly made you know won those championships and then he goes to the wizards you might not like the bulls anymore oh he retired first then he goes to the wizards you might not like the Bulls anymore. Uh, I don't. Yeah, as I talk no, through it, I still don't. I like it. I am that person. Yeah, I was not a football fan until I started watching Brett Favre. Mm. Right, and that's when I became a football fan was during his era. So I could have easily went with Brett Favre to Jets and then Minnesota, wherever he ended up. That's true. But, you yeah. know, you you know, team first, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that might be more of an opinion thing because it's like if you're a football fan, you could be just a player fan. I mean, I, I don't know if I mean, it's it's considered a it's weaker. Not, it's not. I don't think like it's the spirit of what sports are. Right. Sports are supposed to bring people together. Yeah. As like with team and comedy. right with a team energy and like you root for the team and it's yeah. not just one. It's all you know, you play for each other. Mm-hmm. You bring pride to your hometown, you know, all this stuff. And when you root for a single player, you just don't get that. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, I agree. Anyhow, we're sports fans. <laughs> I was about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a green flag if you're a just a player fan. Well, right. I, I definitely not. Because then you're just going to, you know, whatever the latest greatest girl is i I did want to say i listened back to one of our episodes and we were talking about whether it was lucky or not to have continually had a quarterback for your franchise who wins yes and you thought after so long it's not it's not lucky but 100 percent as a fan, as you, the fan who makes no decisions whatsoever <laughs> for their franchise, it is lucky. It not is for lucky the, for, not for me. The front office, not for the front office because they do. That's their job. Right. It is lucky for me that I happen to have been born in a region where the football team is good at drafting quarterbacks. Two. Two quarterbacks that have been 
played the, the game some of the longest periods of time that anybody's ever played. Fart star. <laughs> <laughs> None of us were watching at that point. Just saying. He's there. <laughs> so I am. I will concede. I am lucky to live in an area where there's a football team that is that is competent in the NFL draft. Yes, I will concede that. But I would say the football team at a certain point is not luck anymore, right? Just like a job, right? If you keep doing great, eventually it's not luck, right? You're obviously proven over and over again that you can do this. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I just wanted to clarify that you are very, very lucky as a fan. But, but... Like we like talked about, there, there's a period. Like we talked about, the team is an extension of the community. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Get out of here with that. That's bull. So it's like you know they they draw from our energy, and it's like I'm part of it. <laughs> and and they're publicly what is, owned. What team. are the Green Bay Packers? The only team in the league. It's publicly owned. They're, publicly yeah. owned. I mean, yeah, but there's no no. <laughs> I'm not getting into any of that. <laughs> so then that would mean that the front office gets less and less credit than they deserve for I mean, making those two selections. Ownership oversight's important. We make sure that the right people are there. Do then... you are you a part owner of the Packers? <laughs> no. no, I don't think so. <laughs> so you don't even qualify. That's a waste of money. <laughs>